to stay at this time, or, or I think you should stay at this time. I shall remain reticent. <laughs> and we're live again. Please good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good walking, good uh, listening in your car. Very windy out there last night. Yeah. So. We had our house pressure washed today. Turns out pressure washing is no good in the wind. <laughs> the guy said yesterday he had to cancel a bunch of places he was going. He said, Mike, I can do cold, I can do rain, I can do anything but wind. You can pressure wash in the rain. Apparently you can. Nature's helping with that. Yeah. The, okay. the uh, yeah, it's a lot less a lot less of the wash off portion of it, but yes. So now my you know my my house now smells like a bleach factory, but mm. clean. Also learned something about shutter paint. That it peels when you blast it. Mm, no? Maybe. Maybe. Okay. But I also know that if you put the wrong paint on your shutters, it will bleed off and it will cause the side of your house to turn green. That looks like mold. Ah, ah, ah. Shutter paint. Shutter paint. <laughs> oh, which doesn't segue to all in outreach at all, does oh, it? I've got a door to death at my house right now because we're having our deck Oh, that's right. It's rotten. And oh. so that door is just straight drop. Luckily, Jay will not be joining us for the rest of his life. He apparently walked out of his house onto his face. <laughs> it's not stressful for me at all to have little kids and have like a door to death. <laughs> Luckily, there. I was like, "Can you like put some two by fours? Can you put some candy bars by the door?" <laughs> candy bars, <laughs> bait. We're baiting yeah. my kids <laughs> at the death door. No, this no, is no, great. No, I would never do that. Uh, or no. salvation door. Because <laughs> <laughs> you oh, so you're going to go with the you're going with the whole blowing rock thing. If the kids go out the door and the wind blows them back in, <laughs> then they're okay, right? Man, yeah. Every time I've tried to go to that blowing rock, it's been closed. Like the actual. I've been to Blowing Rock. I've been uh, I've been actually to the Blowing Rock part of it. It's beautiful. It's wonderful. It's a once in a lifetime kind of a place, See, Jay. It's too bad you've never just, been there. Just rub it in. It already hurts. You don't have to rub it in. You know, I think there was actually the beautiful crisp sunrise when we went there, and was it crisp? Uh, oh, it was beautiful. <laughs> we saw a mountain lion sitting up on a on a rock. And and as we were there, a, 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 brown, a majestic and a brown bear was scratching his back on a cedar tree. How often do you see that, Jay? In fact, when the guide was taking us through, he said, "Sir, this is a once in a lifetime. I, in my 20 years of taking people around Blowing Rock, I've never seen this before. And I'll never see and, it again. And it probably will never, never happen, happen again. again. Tell your friend Jay. <laughs> Next time you see somebody that's never been here, you tell them they will never, ever, ever see this again." Just so you know, Jay. I just get the And you know who else was up there? Scotty Crepane. Yes, he was. The man. Yep, he was singing. The 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 mountain lion was purring. The bear the bear was scratching his back and at the same time boogieing a little bit. It was amazing. And listen, I was just about to say how I recovered from my marathon. Did I mention the brown bear was an albino brown bear? <laughs> <laughs> it was a white brown bear. It was a white How brown. How did you know it wasn't just a white bear? Because, Jay, the, <laughs> the Kermode or blonde bear that happens in Canada all the time sometimes can migrate this far south. Oh, see, I'm crying. <laughs> Mike's just excited because he's going to the beach, I think. think I believe I am going to the beach. This is great. It is amazing. And you know who you but you know what? You know, you know, you know what the best part about this you is? 
<laughs> You're bringing Jesus he to the beach? Beaches. Yeah. <laughs> he loves boats, beaches. Way to walk in the faith. Oh, Mike. my goodness. You know, that's exactly what he said when he get back on the boat. You know, guys, if you can't walk on the water, walk in the sand. It's almost as good. Bro. And he ended it with bro. Bro. Absolutely. No, 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 no. Not bro. <laughs> Bruh. <laughs> Bruh. Ugh. Okay, so oh. all this Ooh. all this brings us right to today's focus, which is about outreach. It's about outreach. Perfect segue. I, I tell you what, if it could be any smoother, we would be spreading it like peanut butter. Any smoother. And also, Mike's taking everyone that runs slides for me, so we might not have slides Sunday. It's going to be, you know what? Sunday. Oh, you want to give that away? You know, what? you know what? Also, I could talk about outreach. You want to outreach? Learn how to run our slides. We could use more people. We could absolutely use more people. Audio of course, with the four people listening to this podcast, uh, one of whom is your mom in Florida. I don't see her making the trip weekly to come up here. Listen, she's going to be here soon. She's coming up for Mother's Carla, Day. Carla, we need you to run slides. <laughs> if you are up to the task, you will have to let your son know. Unless it's Windows 95. I don't, <laughs> think, I don't think mom's doing that. Did you really just do that to your mom? I did, yeah. Oh. The tech thing. So now you've wiped off one of our listeners. You've just offended one of our listeners. It won't be the first time I've frustrated my mother in my fair, life. Fair, fair. But okay. But she's she she's a great woman, Carla. Nice. Anyways, so we almost had Tony Manka. Can we just drop that too? Speaking of outreach. Yeah, he but he, but you know us. what? He could say that every week. He could say that every week. He come. You know what? I almost made it there. He, well, he guess did. what? I almost didn't make it here he today, Tony. Miles away and I could have had a flight. I could have had a flat tire. Hey, you know what? I was going to be here for the podcast today, but guess what happened? I didn't make it. Hey, Tony, so let me guess. Every other episode that you that we've had, you were going to make it. So You could have been here. I'm going to take you back to a story, not a metaphor, because I exhausted every metaphor. In oh, we were at Meta 6. You were, you were off. You were off. I actually went to metaphor rehab after getting out of there. <laughs> I realized that now, I what had are they, a problem. What are they, <laughs> yeah, what are they doing in metaphor I, rehab? Hi, I'm Jay, and I use metaphors a lot. And I use hi, Jay. words like, I think I like have a problem. You know, kind of like. <laughs> Stop using like. Stop using it. Anyways, there's a story. So we're talking about outreach. I was, tw- I want to say 20, and I had a summer intern job in Claremont, Florida, big props to hometown, and I got to, you know, I was working with the youth, the two youth pastors there, kind of learning the ropes, and they said, we want to do an outreach to get kids really involved in, uh, you know, just so our community, our community was growing, but we, the youth group wasn't where we thought it was, so they wanted to really do a big thing, so we decided to rent these Huge inflatable things, including a Velcro wall. Now, it was the Velcro on. It was so new, this Velcro wall. I did it, and I, they couldn't peel me off of it. I was stuck so <laughs> hard to this Velcro wall. And it was this really great thing. We had a bunch of people come from the community, a bunch of kids come. Um, and when it was all said and done, you know, we'd registered everybody, and we lost the file. We did this big outreach for the community. Wow. I got stuck to a Velcro wall. So the handoff, the the next move that you make is to look at each other and say, what the heck just happened? But you know what? I have a a wrinkle in your story. Go ahead. 
what if your outreach was not about what would impact your church personally? And what if you were doing something completely and utterly out of the kindness of your heart, out of the love for Jesus and not about the love for the the records and, and things like that? Yeah, I think we, and I think that's a lot of, it was well-intentioned. Um, yeah, no, 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 I'm, I'm just yeah, saying. Yeah, I'm, but no, I get what you're saying. I'm not saying it as a negative. I'm saying it as a a silver lining in, in the story that you told where you thought, well, the, the bad part is we lost the list. Well, yeah, yeah, maybe that's a bad part, but it, the good part is... Windows 95. Oh, 98 at that point. 98. 98. Yeah. Okay, but the good part is that you are at a point where you're you're doing something for the community and the community is impacted by yeah. it. And we had a Christian concert. It was really great. Did you play in that concert, Jay? No, I didn't. I okay. Didn't. I wasn't... I couldn't... I, I was playing at that point but I don't believe no I couldn't sing and play at the same time. Okay. I didn't learn that until probably a year later or so. No magic like no DC talk didn't show up or any other I'm other waiting. I, I feel like there's there's an impromptu name drop that's coming coming our way. But no, it was just really cool uh, and but yeah, we lost the list. But so It was a little it was a little tiny group. Uh you probably have never heard of them before. Audio Adrenaline. They came and played. <laughs> <laughs> and, and for anybody that listens to this, they're like, these guys are really dating themselves. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm trying. I was trying to help you out because I was cool names. Back then. I was trying to go back in time to when you were 20. Yeah, that's right. Because going back, because going back in time for both of us, well, number one, we got a lot more time that we can go back in time for. Yeah, I was really into Audio Adrenaline. They were a good band. Good band. Yeah. Third day, really didn't dig into Third Day. That first album was just rocking, man. Right. Good. Right, right, right. I feel old now. I don't know. With the bus on the cover. Yeah, the bus. Yeah. The bus, yeah. Okay. <sighs> but anyway. Meanwhile, back in meanwhile, 2021. Back ranch, I was just telling Mike earlier today that even though in a lot of ways this year has been crappy because of COVID and stuff, it's also been really cool to try and meet challenges in outreach when you can't physically sometimes outreach. Right. No, dealing with the dealing with stretching ourselves, I guess, is what it what it boils down to. I mean, you're gonna you're gonna walk into this life one way or the other. You're either gonna embrace what's going on, or you're gonna come into it kicking and screaming, and it's gonna it's gonna be even worse because you're not trying to go with what's what the the cards that you've been dealt, whatever. And that that to me is is part of it. Is you you take you take the stuff that you uh, I'm gonna. Guys, Jay's about to spit his coffee out. You take the good, you take the bad, you take them both, and there you have the facts of life. <laughs> See? Yeah, he can't. He he's wow. he's choking right now on his I coffee. I prepared myself. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay, Tootie. <laughs> wow, Mrs. Garrett over here. Wow. <laughs> wow. You know, and um, that's that's the truth. And um, I learned a lot uh, in my twenties from one of the pastors I I worked with. I remember one time I was really frustrated because. I don't even remember what it was about, and she said to me, "Jay, I don't, I don't celebrate frustrations. I celebrate challenges, and I celebrate overcoming challenges." And I was like, "Hmm." She's like, "We can take a train wreck and turn it into something good as long as we're open and seeking yeah. possibilities." And I, I think that's what outreach is for us: is finding needs and yeah. meeting those needs. And by and by the way, um, finding a need is not. We've got some extra. We've got some extra stuff at our house that we want to 
give to you to use for somebody. No, that's not. It has to be a felt need. It has to be a, a, a real need. You know, the example that I want to give on Sunday is you, you don't bring winter coats to Costa Rica. That's a great example. Yeah. We <laughs> We've got a lot coats. of winter coats, and we're going to take them to Costa Rica. Yeah, the average temperature there is 85 degrees year-round. But you know what? They could have a cold snap. I'm at Lowe's this week, as everybody in the world is Lowe's. Yeah. Weekly special. It's spring ice scrapers for your car. <laughs> Just boxes and boxes. Now, now, today, when it was 32 degrees this morning, when I went out walking, if it had been slightly more humid, Look we would have. special. Yeah. I didn't get one. Look at how good you could have been. But, yeah, thanks, Lowe's. Yeah. But, you, flowers. but I mean, you know, we're, we fill the need that's out there. Now, a big part of that is I think sometimes we know a felt need and we do nothing about it. Mm. Or we know, of, we, know that we know of a felt need and we, we don't say anything about it. Or we know that we can make a difference and we decide somebody else is going to make the difference instead of us. She sees this elderly woman, and she's an elderly woman, middle-aged. She's at the top, and she's panhandling, and you know, shaking her knees and all. And it goes through her head that this is somebody's daughter. This is somebody's. There you go. Yeah, and so she sees the need and and, and meets the need. Um, it it kind of turns me up because I kind of heard it because I thought it was pretty cool um, because it was seeing this person as a person and as. Maybe the roles that they, she's speculating, of course. Right. Um, but she saw a need and, and, and met the need. Um, they don't really say what she did, but she definitely, um, it humanizes. Yeah. I think sometimes we, especially lately, man, um, this past year, it just seems like people can't see each other as who we are, right? Yeah. I think so many things have polarized us, um, issues and oppressed and stuff. Sure. Um, in our world. And I think the more we can see needs in each other and humanize each other um, and see and, and to see ourselves as Christ in others. Yeah. And, you know, I'm just sitting here looking, I'm looking at my notes, which is not, it's not fair because I know what I'm, I know what I'm ready to talk about on Sunday. So, but, you know, I couldn't figure out a way to say it and it just kind of popped in my head. Outreach leaves us out. Does, do, you, do you hear what I'm saying when I yeah. say that? In other words, when we do something for someone else, that leaves us out of the getting credit for it. That leaves us out of the what's in it for me. That you know, that leaves us out of trying to judge the people that we're trying to help. I like that. You know, it, it yeah. begins. It begins with compassion and not judgment. It begins with with taking us out of the equation for everything from the beginning of it to the outcome of it. And, and to me, when you, when you do that, you realize why you're doing it is not, it's not even for yourself. You're, you're doing it for the Lord. You're doing it for, I don't know, I, I think the, the, way that I, the way that I came to just think about it, it's like if you ever lost your keys in your house or, or and I always leave them in right. the house. Or my kids put them in the toilet. Or, or you, look, you look all over the house for where, where you think they are and and you scour all the normal spots where you would drop them, where you'd put them down. And then what happens when you realize the person you love has found them 
put them by your stuff to go. And you never would have looked there because that's not where. And you know, I I think I think for for us, I want us I, I want I want people's hearts to find fulfillment right where Jesus left it for them. Right? I mean that that to me is is the way to kind of kind of pull this all into into view. It's like we have all these things that we think, all right, this is where I leave my keys. This is this is what it means to be fulfilled. All right, this is another place to look. This is no, 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 no. You find it right where Jesus left it for you. And so what does that mean? Well, that means you gotta seek Jesus to find out where he's left that for you. You know what I'm saying? That's really good. Well, it depends. You should really it, preach that. It depends on if it's really good. I mean, you know, uh, you know, and I'll say this too. There's nothing better than doing something um, because Jesus told us to. Like you, like you leave yourself out of it, but man, doesn't it? It blesses you back. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I mean, it's it's counterintuitive. We lead out of obedience. That that seems contradictory to say that, but we lead out of obedience. What are we? Who are we obedient to? We're obedient to Jesus and. How do you lead as a follower? Well, that means that you have to model and embrace the things that your leader does, and therefore your life shows that same, those same things. Uh, the text, the, the one thing that sticks out in the text, and it's probably the one that if you read it right the way it is, 21st century mentality with a 21st century understanding of, of how it's worded, we'd say, you know what they're saying? They're saying that it's more important to preach than it is to do something for the people that need food and all that. And, you know, I, I'm not going to lie to you. When I read that, that's my first take. You know, we need, we need it, it comes down to people waiting on tables is the, is the way that the NIV, NIV renders it. But the idea of waiting on tables for us, we think, well, that, that means that you're not really, it, it's, and Please, anybody who is in the food service industry, I am not. I am not railing against you. I'm not saying anything negative, but it's almost. It almost feels like a, a slant on anyone that waits on tables, kind of the way that it's put. Yes. But then you look at the at the Greek word that they use for tables, and it's not just the table that you would wait on, but it is a table that needs to be managed. In other words, it could not only be a table where people get food, but it could also be the table where money is exchanged for, uh, for. In, in the in the temple courts, so this idea of waiting on tables is more or less saying this needs the same kind of management as it does the people that are going out and sharing the good news n need to have the same level of importance here because to the left or to the right of managing it, and then there's somebody that's going without, there's somebody that's got way too much, and. You know, just just following the book of Acts in chapter four, it talks about how people sold what they had so that those who had nothing would have something. Well, that was the mentality that dragged that that comes into chapter six where we're at today for Sunday. And if that was the if that was the the reason for it, then this waiting on tables just means that they are making sure that the, the efforts that have been made to make sure that everybody has something is being carried out. You know, and, and any church worth their salt is not only not only the one that can really tell a good story or really has something uh, poignant to say about what the Bible says, but it's also one that gets their hands dirty. That is, that is a part of managing what happens when someone does come to know who Jesus is. You've got to be able to, to take care of the people that are coming into this thing brand new and not knowing where to go. 
Well, yeah, I'm reminded of the saying, they won't care what you know, or they won't. Sure. Yeah. So, also, this is a funny thing too. So, for, I kn- I know a guy who had just come to faith years ago, and we went. I got him to go on a youth youth trip with us, and he, we get back, and he goes, "Hey, when does that blessing thing happen?" I go, "What, <laughs> what blessing?" He goes, "You know, like Aww. I went and served, oh. and when do I get that return?" I go, "I don't know." Wow. He was claiming he was claiming his right now blessing right then and there. That's right. But and I'm not we're not making fun of that. But I had to go. Oh, yeah, I guess I got to explain this to you. I might never see that blessing might be that you were a blessing to someone else or like. Sure. um, Yeah. You know, it does say that God will bless you, but I don't. Let me just go back in the church and grab it for you. (laughs) So. um, So that's you got to do things with a servant's heart and not expect a blessing. Yeah. And you know, I was thinking about it. You know, I I said it on Sunday. I'm I'm never gonna be the the high pressure salesman. I'm never gonna be the guy to tell you, you've got to do this. It's always gonna. It's yeah. What's it gonna take for me to get you into this ministry? It's going to be. It's gonna take you wanting to do it. And I, I want people's hearts to be about that. Otherwise, you're not serving someone. You're doing community service, mm-hmm. and that means that. That means that I'm the guy holding the. Pa- I'm the guy who's got to sign your paper to say you've got your four hours in, or I'm the guy who I'm the guy who says for you to stay on campus you've got to have four hours in in community service or you can't stay on on campus housing. I don't want it to be like that. I want people to serve out of out of their the the deep well of of great joy that they have in their life and that they're 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 moving. They're moving mountains not because somebody told them they had to, but because God is using them to move mountains, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Well, and, and also, it's kind of like, I equate it to, am I, am I doing the walk or am I just stepping? Right. You know? Right. And, and you know, that's kind of a term that we use, the, the walk of faith. But, like, if we are truly in communion with Jesus, he's going to lead you to those yeah. Those moments where you can serve. Yeah. And then you get your right now blessing and that's how it works. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's not how it works. No, no, but we can we can we can turn the heat up a little bit here too. Yeah. And and I think it's important that we do this. And we were we were talking about this before we got started. Yeah. Everybody, everyone has some degree of of the ability to handle some sort of outreach. Everybody. There's a measure of that gift given all of us to serve. And, you know, if that is a very small gift in your repertoire, then you're praying more to figure out where God can best use you for it. If that is a huge part of your repertoire and you're not using it, then you're squandering an asset, a resource that you have that someone else does not have. There is nothing, there is nothing to say that our church journey or our church with a big C cannot be slap full of people that have the ability to do something for someone else in their community. There's, there's nothing that says they can't. Even if they are laid up in bed and they have nothing else but a phone, a, 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 a computer, a voice. Because if all they have is their voice, someone's coming in to take care of them and they can share in that point. 
But we all have that, we all have that innately in us, that what has been given to us is not meant to stay in us. It's meant to come out of us for the sake of others. And, and if, we, if we miss that or if we're, if we're putting our heads down at the corner when, when somebody's got that need money or need something, need a blessing, thank you for, all, for anything you can give, and we just all we do is shrug our shoulders and, and figure out that we need to have that conversation right now at this stoplight so that that guy doesn't stop by our window and, and, and give us the saddest face we've seen. I don't know, man. I just I want us I, I want us as a as a Christian people. See that I've just included a lot more people than our listeners, you but wrote it. yeah, yes, but man. but as Peter a Sutton. as a Christian people, to all be attached to some sort of outreach, we have to. And I mean this this to me says it. I mean, th- say something, Jay. I'm just it's I'm yeah. I'm in a. I got you here. So I told Mike I was going to hit him with this story a little bit later in the podcast. Mike and I are big, huge SNL fans, especially vintage stuff. Yep. Phil Hartman, one of my all-time favorites, even on on SNL, played caveman lawyer. Caveman lawyer. <laughs> I'm unfamiliar with your laws. I'm only a caveman. So, and maybe I'll put some links to some classic Phil Hartman. Uh, but anyways, one skit he plays Jesus. Oh and my. this woman is in her kitchen. I'm going to find this and post it because it's great. And she's like, oh, Lord, I'm about to sweep this floor. Let me sweep it to the best of your ability. And just it, the <laughs> So, like, she's praying for every little thing. And he shows up, and he's like, hey, it's me, Jesus. And she's like, Jesus, oh, my gosh. She goes, get up. I kind of want to have a quick conversation with you. Um, you don't have to pray to me to sweep the floor. There's basically the whole premise of the skit. There's bigger things that need doing. And I think the premise of this that I got out of the skit as a believer, I'm sure not everybody else would, would get the same. And we are not uh, going against the word that says pray without ceasing. No, we're not. Though it sounds that way. No, we're not. No, we're not either. And actually, he even references that. I think he, w- I think he had some faith because he, he was accurate on some of the things that he referenced, but it had a funny slant. Um, but the whole thing was, is like, do be careful. Yeah. You know, use that relationship that you have with Jesus and reach out in big ways. Think of big goals, big challenges. What new way? Because the word said that God is always doing new things. Sure. So what's the new way that you can reach out? You know? No, I agree. I agree. And if I'm behind you in the Chick-fil-A line and you want to reach out and buy somebody's lunch, <laughs> isn't that a thing still? I it's not a thing enough for when I'm going through the drive-thru, but it is a thing. It is a thing. I have, so what I'm saying is, I remember when that came out, I'm like, what a neat thing. Yeah. No, that's a great idea. But try to try to think of a new way to reach out. Because right. I think when you get stuck with, like, God loves you, I'll pray for you, yeah. pray then. Like, yeah. like I'm the turkey that make peop- makes people uncomfortable when they say pray for me. Because if I – let me humanize myself here because it sounds like I do it all the time. I don't. But, like, if my wife's like, I'm really going to need a prayer today because I've got this big meeting, pray then. Say, yeah. let me pray for you right now. Um, or if you say, I'll pray for you, don't let it be like, I'll be there in spirit. You're not really there. <laughs> yeah. Remember when we used to use that saying? It was a very yep. churchy saying. Yep. I'll be there in spirit. No, you won't. No, you won't. <laughs> no. You'll be. Try to be. You'll be watching TV. Try to do a new, try to do a new thing. Right. 
Hey, uh, we had we had those bracelets out there yeah. oh, last yeah, yeah, yeah. week, and uh, you know, kudos to Jay for putting a really cool design together. Kudos, uh, <laughs> folks. For those of you who cannot see, which would be everybody except for myself, Jay is pointing up to these ceiling tiles, and I'm not sure Stop what. Him, uh, maybe that's where the recycled pieces have come from to make these bracelets. But uh, <laughs> but no, the thank you for uh, thank you people for taking a a step in that direction i know i know folks are going to put those bracelets on while i can see them and they're going to rip them off the moment they get a chance but you know what you had to walk up and get them unless you got shot with them when i was shoot, shooting some of them out in the yeah, crowd shot at it, but, but but the point being you know last week was about execution this week is about outreach well you, you can't have <laughs> all four of these the the community the outreach the relationships and the execution do not occur in a vacuum which means Outreach is, is going to involve the community. It's going to involve relationships, and it's going to need to be executed. So, you know, I don't know. I don't know how that how that all fits in, but you know. Well, I think also the reason you got the bracelets is, and I, I'm pretty sure Mike said this. I was teaching Sunday school, but anyways, we've got the bracelets as a reminder. What's it here for? To remind you that these are the things for Zinc. Yeah, and an acronym. And a, a big a big thanks to the people that have sent me what they've been doing what they're what's going on at their core and uh you know i want to i want a big shout out again to our, our our prayer shawl ministry because they have uh they have been working the relationship game they've got a and they've been working the outreach game too but their relationship game is they've got people in there that are ages 11 to 80 in this group doing doing crochet making making these prayer shawls in the in the crochet group awesome thank you for doing that and the the man up the Man Up guys sent me some pictures of them doing some core exercise. None of them got hurt in the middle of it. Were so they that engaging their core? They, they were engaging their core, and oh, nobody yeah. got hurt. They were working on relationships, and that was it was awesome. So thank Great. you. Thank you to our Man Up group that was out there. Good stuff. I'll mention them again on Sunday. I don't mind doing that, but Lord help us. Everybody had a core story. Oh, I'm sorry. Wait a minute. Everybody does have a core story. Uh, let me let me rephrase that. If everybody would share their core story, what a difference that would make. So do that. That's our challenge for the week. Yeah. Um, and we might do something fun with that. Maybe a word cloud or something. Dumb word clouds. Oh, you're putting us on. You're putting us in a in a in a scary position, Jay. I won't put us in a scary position. Anyways, send us your stories. In what ways yeah. are you engaged? I think I said that last. And using your what's at your core, right? So what's at your core right now? Where are you? What's core sample again, Mike? Community outreach, relationships, relationships and execution. execution. Doing something about it. And that goes for the Carla Mathy and also other long distance listeners that we may have. Out. I'm Call not afraid out. to do it. <laughs> All right. Well, I hope you're doing well. I hope you have a good week, and we'll see you Sunday. Take care. <laughs>